that breaking news, Matt Gates, the Republican congressman, has filed that motion to remove Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. The first time that this has happened in more than 100 years. Let's listen to Matt Gates speaking to reporters right now. And as I said in my remarks on the floor earlier today, regardless of how you feel about Ukraine money or border money, these two things should not be lumped together. They deserve their own dignity and their own vote. And the people are tired of seeing the ways of Washington that jam everything together in order to really frustrate actual legislators. If you succeed, there's going to be, if you succeed, McCarthy's almost certainly going to put himself up as a candidate for speaker again. And that may mean there's no one who can get 218 votes. Are you prepared to go through that possibility with no one getting 218 votes? Well, I would think that if it took Kevin McCarthy 15 rounds to become speaker, and after eight months of a failed speakership, and after a successful removal vote, as, as your hypothesis would portend, uh, that he would take a hint. Do you have someone? I had, look, I have made no deal with Democrats because I believe that Democrats should vote against Kevin McCarthy for free. It's Kevin McCarthy who's out there offering deals to Democrats. So if there's a deal made with Democrats, the only deal is, is to make one with McCarthy. Because I'm not offering anything and won't offer anything. And by the way, you, if the Democrats want to own Kevin McCarthy, they can have it. Because one thing I'm at peace with is when we stand here uh, a week from now, I won't own Kevin McCarthy anymore. He well, won't. But he won't belong to me. So if the Democrats want to adopt him, they can adopt well, him. You're you're right. if, if you're successful, who would be your alternative? Who would you be putting up there? If you're successful. It's, it's a, look, our number two is Steve Scalise. I think very highly of Steve Scalise. I would vote for Steve Scalise. I would probably vote for at least 100 Republicans in our caucus and maybe 100 other Americans out there who wouldn't necessarily need to be a member of the body to be considered for the speakership. But I am not going to pass over Steve Scalise just because he has blood cancer and is going through treatment. There are what, people, so, so, what would you say to members who have worked so hard to try and get these appropriation bills through that's finally happening? Now they say they don't want to be destroyed distracted from that. What do you say to those members who don't want to vote against McCarthy for that reason? Well, mostly I would say you're welcome because we weren't endeavoring on the appropriations process earnestly until we held a political gun to the speaker's head last week. We left for a six-week vacation and we'd only passed one of our appropriations bills, the veterans bill. If Kevin McCarthy was serious about appropriations, we'd have been here all of July, we would have been here in August, and we would have been doing the people's work passing their budget. The American people are tired of Washington, D.C. not having a budget, running $2 trillion annual deficits, sitting atop a $33 trillion debt. And if this country's going down, I'm going down fighting. I mean, it's happening now, right? Y'all were supposed to be back home in your districts. That hasn't happened. There are appropriation bills on the calendar. I know it might have taken a while to get here, but you're here. And so what do you say to your colleagues who say we can't support this because we want to get this done? We want to get the government funded. Well, I would suggest if we were real serious about that process, we wouldn't be having four-day work weeks. I mean, we, we, we started votes tonight at 6.30 p.m. on a Monday. Most Americans don't start work at 6.30 p.m. on a Monday and end a few hours later, right? So I don't believe that the level of effort that you're seeing out of the Congress this week is reflective of the momentum that we had built previously. But you're going to need Democrats. You're going to need Democrats to vote with you to oust McCarthy. And you're criticizing McCarthy for having to potentially need Democrats to keep him in the job. I mean, aren't you pretty much doing the exact same thing here? Mono, the yellow brick road of working with Democrats has been paved, constructed, engineered, and architected by Kevin McCarthy. Look no further than the debt limit deal, a deal he passed with Democrats. 
Look no further than the last continuing resolution, which he passed with Democrats. And by the way, if he's able to stay in power, it will be him working for the Democrats, continuing to do their bidding. So this is a revealing exercise, and I think it'll show the country who's really Just in charge. Just to follow up on that, though, most Republicans still do support McCarthy. So why bring this up if you don't have the support of most of your conference? Well, he doesn't have my support anymore, and he doesn't have the support of a requisite number of Republicans to continue as the Republican Speaker. Now, he may continue as the House Speaker, and he may continue as a Speaker of the Democrats and some sort of uniparty coalition, but he is not going to be a speaker in power as a consequence of Republican will votes you, based on the number of people who are going to be with me. Is this like a personal disagreement you have with McCarthy or is this solely just... On you know, it's so funny that I come out here and I've been doing this for a great number of days with all of you and I lay out in Technicolor the specific areas of breach of the agreement, breaching the 72-hour rule, breaching the suspension rule, blowing past the top lines, not passing single-subject spending bills, and yet the McCarthy operation continues to try to make this some sort of personal beef. No one seems to be real eager in engaging me on the substance of my argument, which is that we need single-subject spending bills, we need to return to pre-COVID spending. But some people try to make every policy disagreement personal because they are so personally embarrassed from their own failures. And so this is this is has nothing to do with a personality. This has to do with breach of an agreement. I laid that breach out weeks ago. I stood on the floor. You all covered it. And I said, these are the areas of breach. They have to be rectified instead of getting any sincere effort to resolve that. You know, we heard the speaker's profanity and his bluster, and that's simply not strong leadership. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? I'll go to Rachel next. Mr. Gates, are you concerned that some conservatives who agree that McCarthy is in breach of these promises he made in January are not backing your effort? People like Chip Roy, Byron Donalds, uh, Thomas Massey, obviously somebody who tried to oust Boehner, says that this could backfire on conservatives. Are you worried about that pressure and that fracture in conservatives actually undercutting? No, listen, Chip Roy and uh, Thomas Massey, we all want to get to the same place. We all want to have less spending. We want to return to the budget process that is in law. And uh, I, I hold no ill will toward them if they make a different tactical choice than I've made. So if my dear friends who I agree with on almost everything, Mr. Roy and Mr. Perry and Mr. Massey, uh, want to own Kevin McCarthy, then uh, that can be their choice. And, and they can make whatever choice they'd like. Does Trump support this effort? Does Trump All right, support Matt Gates uh, answering questions, as you can see from reporters. Armanu Raju, you can see right in the corner there, is there. So he's going to be joining us in just a couple of moments and and, and, and fill us in on what it what else uh, is happening there. Because right now, I do want to just bring in a Democratic voice, because you hear Matt Gates again and again saying this comes down to Democrats. The Democratic Congressman Ro Khanna of California is with me now. And Congressman Khanna, I know you've had a chance to hear some of that. Um, uh, happening elsewhere on Capitol Hill, where you are right now, Matt Gates taking questions from reporters. So what do you say? I mean, just to be clear, um, there has not been an attempt to move to vacate a speaker since 1910. Uh, so this is, this is almost unprecedented in its attempt, and it has never been successful. So what do you think is going on here with Congressman Gates doing this now? Aaron, I didn't think I'd have to hear more Congressman Gates on your show. I've heard a lot of it from him uh, all week. Uh, but you know what's sad? I, I was in the grocery store on Saturday when we finally got 
the budget passed a continuing resolution to avoid a shutdown. It was the first time that people were actually coming up to me saying, thank you for what you did, not me personally, but the Congress to keep the government open. I mean, there was a sigh of relief. And now I come back Monday and there's chaos again. This is exactly what the American people don't want. They want us to focus on solving the problems, not the kind of theater that uh, the Republicans are creating. All right, he, he talks about how that it, it, Gates is saying that McCarthy will not remain speaker if Democrats don't help him. So that's what he's saying. Obviously, some of your colleagues have indicated uh, that, that they might, that they might uh, vote to help him. Gates says he's made no deal with Democrats and that, that you should uh, vote against Speaker McCarthy for free. Uh, what, where do you stand on this? Would you help support McCarthy to have him remain speaker to prevent more chaos? Aaron, we're meeting as a caucus tomorrow morning to discuss exactly the question you're asking. I am committed to following Leader Jeffries. There are times in politics where you have to act in unity. This is one of those times. Hakeem Jeffries has done a phenomenal job as a leader, and I will follow what the caucus decides and will defer to his leadership on this issue. So, okay, I understand what you're saying. So, in other words, you, you may say, I don't have a full answer to this next question, but let me ask it anyway to understand what your feelings are about it. What would McCarthy have to offer to secure Democratic votes to remain the speaker, right? Because if, if your caucus is going to do something to support him, you don't ever get better leverage than you're going to have in that moment. So what do you want for it? Well, again, I, I, I'm not trying to duck the question. I genuinely am going to defer to Hakeem Jeffries and Catherine Clark because they're in a position of negotiating the schedule and negotiating the votes and with leadership. Uh, if you ask me what is my vision on Medicare for all or jobs, I'd give you an answer. But here I really believe the appropriate posture for every Democrat, whether a progressive like me, whether a blue dog, whether a moderate, is to unify around our leadership. That's what Speaker Pelosi said. Follow Hakeem Jeffries. If Speaker Pelosi is saying that, I think every Democrat can be for that. Well, of course, as you say, um, I, I guess you since you want to show that you don't have the same chaos, which is on display, right, in the GOP right now in the House. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, that it's a mess uh, when you look at that. 